Oh my goodness, you guys, you will not believe what happened today on Wanna Be On Top. We are joined by none other than Mercedes Yvette, top model, cycle two runner up. We get an all access backstage pass to the D Squared Runway Show, and Mercedes tells us about some of her favorite photo shoots. Stay tuned. This Kiki is going to be so fierce. Forever. Dog. Shay Coulee, are top model fans born or made? Hi, I'm Shay Coulee, and welcome to Wanna Be On Top, a podcast where I explore the cultural phenomenon that launched a thousand smizes. As always, I'm joined by insatiable power bottom and top model expert Maxwell Esposito. Hi, baby. How are you? What are we getting into today? Hi, Shay. So great to see you. Um, We had such a great week with April last week. It was so fun to talk to her about the trip to Milan and get all her, you know, insider tea and today we're gonna go even further we're gonna talk about the final episode the top three of america's next top model cycle two and i mean we have a very special guest i'm very excited and um i mean how are you feeling at this moment the top three is out what are we feeling we're about to do our final runway okay first of all um I'm so excited to get into this episode. We had so much fun last week with April. It was just so cool getting the chance to sit down and speak with her and also learn what a survivor she was. I mean, the fact that April survived getting hit by a car, honestly, to me, is just like, that story, wow, blew my mind. Can you say say legendary? Anyway, Stan April. Um... And this week, I, I'm just really excited to get into the finale because honestly, truly, this finale um, of Cycle 2 of America's Next Top Model, I feel like um, in my teenage years was like the closest thing to any type of sports Super Bowl type of event that I was so excited about and anticipated. I was like talking to everyone about how I could not wait to go home and watch the finale of America's Next Top Model because like it was the thing to watch. So, I mean, I'm excited. How are you? I'm feeling great. I think the top three is really good. Um, We definitely, you know, we lost a legend last week when we sent April home, but the top three I think is very strong. I think the D squared, I love their clothes. And I think we went from like baby fat to D squared, which I think is such a fun evolution. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's really great, but let's set the scene. So Tyra kicks off this episode, telling us our final thoughts on the top three and how, who performed well and how well they performed and their highs and lows. Yes. First up, we have Joanna, who has a passion for fashion. Passion for fashion. She um, had an amazing storyline because she lost weight by going to a trainer because she really wanted to become a model. So she she committed herself to this amazing fitness journey. Um, One of the things, though, that Tyra mentioned is that Joanna's confidence wavered throughout the competition, even though the judges were obsessed with her perfectly symmetrical face. 
True. Then we had Shandy, and Shandy was definitely proof that a top model can be made. She was the Walgreens clerk turned supermodel. Tyra says her life is so different from a top model, and that's why she was such a perfect candidate. She was so relatable. After she changed her hair and improved on her walking, Shandy was really given the tools to become a top model. Uh, Yes. Love Shandy. Loved having her on the show. And our last finalist, boot doo doo doo, we have Mercedes. Look, from day one, Mercedes wowed the judges with her charming personality. And we found out that not only was she charming, but she also was someone who was battling with lupus during this competition. And I remember when she revealed that on the show, it was just like, for me, it was like, wow, because you have someone who's so young going through such a challenging competition like this, uh, being able to uh, work through an autoimmune disease like this and also have such like a positive, upbeat personality. And she never let it keep her down. She excelled in, in my opinion, Every single one of her photo shoots. Um, Tyra said that there was such a thing as too cute, but honestly, I don't think so. I love so much about her. She was my queen for season two, and I am so excited to introduce to all of our listeners today our special guests. They have inspired the both of us so much, and we have enjoyed talking about them through this whole cycle, and I just want to bring on our very special cycle two runner-up, Mercedes Yvette. Hi, Mercedes. How are you? Hey, hey, hey. Thank you so much for having me on. I am obviously a huge fan of RuPaul's Drag Race. So I secretly just came on just to talk to you about it and and not talk about <laughs> me. But if you want to, I guess I will. Oh my gosh, we we are so ready to talk about you because um I for like some of our our listeners and like uh the like Drag Race fans, especially like some of the younger ones, um I I, I explain so much that the contestants from America's Next Top Model were to me what a lot of the drag race contestants are to like the young fans now. Like you guys were like my reality television superstars. You were talented, you were beautiful, you were charismatic, you were poised. And like it for someone who grew up in a small town. America's Next Top Model was such, like, a window into this international world of just, like, glamour and fantasy, and it just gave me something to dream about. And then being able to connect with all of your stories personally just made it that much more special. And I feel like America's Next Top Model really was um, the blueprint for so many creative reality TV competitions that we see now, you know, Drag Race borrows so many things from that show, from photo shoots to runway challenges, you know, everything. So being someone who was a such an avid top model fan, I feel like it really did uh, help me a lot being able to compete in Drag Race. Well, you competed and went on and made top model look like nothing, but that's so kind of you. And um, yeah, it was it was fun experiencing that Um 16 years ago, I think. Oh, I know. It, wow. It is it's 16 like, years. Yeah. 60. It's so crazy. It's 60. And like, and I'm obviously this is like a, a um, um, audio medium, but I'm looking at you right now and I'm just like, you look amazing. 
amazing. Like, honestly, truly, it's like having the chance to um, speak with uh, the previous contestants. I'm like, you know what? I'm just glad that I I chose to be fans of such um, amazing women because you all have continued to evolve into such like beautiful people. And I just like love to see that. I love to see you guys continue to be just like glowing, beautiful, vibrant creatures. And thank you. So I want to I want to get into a little bit of the world of Mercedes, like going into America's Sex Top Model when we were first introduced to you. So um, I have a question. Did you did you watch cycle one of Top Model before you had auditioned for season two? Yeah. So my best friend told me about this show because I always loved Tyra Banks. Like she was someone I looked up to um, because you didn't see too many black models at that time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she was a light skinned model. And I was like, I mean, you know, maybe I can do it if, if she can do it. And mm-hmm. um, my best friend um, in high school was like, you got to watch the show. America's Next Top Model. Like, this is your chance. And so we watched it together. Yes, I love it. You know what? It's so funny because um, it was a friend of mine, too, that introduced me to drag race it was like i really feel like and i hadn't even i hadn't done drag i had drag wasn't even something that i had considered at that point um because i went to school for um costume design because i was really honestly america's next top model was what introduced me to the world of fashion and that's when i became just like so in love with like clothing and the process of like fashion and design and then when i was in school they were just all like you have all these really crazy ideas and they're like we kind of think that you should probably try like costume design for theater because they're like we feel like you could do a lot there and so um yeah when i was in the i'd be like designing all these like looks and um, teachers would be like, that looks just like a little bit too like fashiony, modely. Like, no, that see, that's that's the thing. I was in costume. They were telling me that myself was too fashion. And when I took fashion classes, they told me that myself was too costume. And I was like, okay, so it's like I don't even know where I belong. But um, it literally took a friend being like, hey, have you seen this show? Uh, RuPaul's Drag Race and I was like uh no I was like I mean I know RuPaul I love RuPaul but what's this like show and they're like it's about like finding the next drag superstar and I honestly feel like you would make like such a like good drag queen and I was like oh girl whatever so and and and, and listening to uh Shandy's story too she said that she it was her boyfriend at the time that was like yeah you should do this show so shout out to all of our loved ones and friends that see someone's potential you know Yes, definitely. Like my best friend is still in my life to this day and she is my number one fan and supporter. And thank God we have those people in our lives because it is hard, you know, going out on your own, doing something that hasn't been written that much before. Mm -hmm. So yes, shout out. And what's your best friend's name? Maria. Maria, thank you so much uh, from a Mercedes fan. Maria, thank you so much for pushing her out there into the world so that we could get a chance to uh, get to know her. So shout out to you, Maria. So where we're at right now, you 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 got cast on Cycle 2. What was the, what was the casting process like for that? It was crazy because um, I was entering in my third week um, as a junior in college. So this was like a big deal. Yeah. Uh huh. And um, Maria was like, oh, you know, send in this tape. And so we did the (laughs) auditioning tape. They asked you to, um, you know, take a couple of photos with with, which I did and then do like a little video. And then um, 
I got booted to basically the front of the line. Uh, one of the producers emailed me and said, like, we really love your look. We want you to come in earlier. Mm-hmm. So I was like one of the top, I don't know, 20 people that they had pre-selected. Mm-hmm. And um, I went in and the audition process was crazy. Like you, there were, there were psychologists there asking questions. You had to take a test. Um, mm-hmm. We had to, we did this at like a hotel in Hollywood and, you know, <laughs> you saw all the other girls that are also wanting to be on top. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it was just like crazy. I had never experienced that before, like that, that level of competition and just all the questions they were asking me. And, and by then, like I had already been on a reality show. I was on um, MTV fear, which a lot of people don't know. So I always knew that producers were looking for a story. And I was like, listen, if I'm going to be on the show and I'm going to drop out of college, I better have a story. Yeah. So I made sure I had a story and like tried to stand out. And yeah, that's yeah. pretty much it. It's interesting because April came in and said she was also like pre-selected too. She like went to an audition and she was like, oh, um, you, you and you, like we remember you, you come here. And so that's, <laughs> it's funny that they did this big casting process, but it sounds like they already knew what they wanted. So, yeah. Yeah, I auditioned for Drag Race five times. They were not. <laughs> I did not that. spill the tea. No yeah. way. Because you know, it, five times. Yeah, five times. And the thing is like the audition process uh, for Drag Race is unlike any other reality show so the tape is about like 10 to 13 minutes long you have to do um uh, question answer like interview like uh, select like questions that they have to like kind of tell them about yourself um you have to do a runway walk you have to show uh 10 to 14 different looks you have to do a um a challenge, a construction challenge where you make an outfit out of things that you get from the uh, dollar store. Um, <laughs> you have to do a, a snatch game performance and then you have to do um, several RuPaul lip syncs. So yeah. like you basically have to almost produce your own little season yeah. of Drag Race in order to get on the show. And I had to do that five whole times oh before. And I literally watched all my friends get on like before me. And it was just like, I, it, it was just like, it, but it was good because um, having a background in theater, I've, I've been told no a bunch of times. And I feel like no's are really great to prepare you for like when you finally uh, get uh, yes. So, um, yeah, no, I, I think it's amazing that you were cast on your first time and that they obviously knew that you were going to be like one of the standout girls, which you absolutely were. And um, I want to talk a little bit more about your journey on Top Model. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Right, we are back and we are chatting with our girl Mercedes, finalist from Cycle Two of America's Next Top Model. Okay, so we are on the final episode right now, and I just want to um, set the scene of where we're at now in the competition. Um, we are at our top three, and you are currently in Milan. Uh, what was Milan like for you? Um, I 
wanted to be there my whole life. First of all, my mom is Italian. And second, uh, a lot of people don't know this, but my mom studied fashion. So I grew up like looking at magazines when I was like, I could barely read. So uh, Italy was always the fashion capital uh-huh. and I couldn't wait to get there. Um, and Milan is a very bustling city. It's so different than now looking back, it's my least favorite city. But um, <laughs> when I was on top model, it was my favorite city. Um, but now that I'm cultured, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go to the south of Italy and yeah. enjoy a cocktail. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. But yeah, it was great. It was great to be there. It was great to be with D squared. Um, I was very familiar with them before top model. So I was like in the presence of fashion royalty and they're so funny. They're like Chip and Dale. Yeah. They like <laughs> other sentences. And I've actually seen them out in WeHo because I used to live in West Hollywood and it's just like full circle. Oh, I love that. I love that. And now um this Milan trip, had you been had you been to Italy prior to this? No, I had never been. So oh, this oh wow. So yes, it's I yeah, I can imagine like just like how like fanciful and romantic that would be like having your mom being Italian and like you know having just like all of this like built up like grandeur about like Milan and Italian fashion before going there because like yeah we were talking about Tyra's little rap (laughs) 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 I'm I'm 34C with no silly silly. (laughs) (laughs) yeah well, and then you also got this like amazing experience too. You're in the that arena wearing John oh. Galliano and Dior, and it's like that's so incredible to hear that you were very well versed in fashion and like ready to say that because you said on the show that you wanted to go to Milan so bad. Like that was like yeah. when they said that you were like, I've been that's where I wanted to go when we got here. So <laughs> yeah, well, in my mind, that's like you made it as a model. Yeah. You get to Milan. I mean, way back in the day when modeling, what they would do is take young girls and go to Europe and mm-hmm. you would get you would, you know, do your book and come back to the United States and take off. So mm-hmm. to me, that was like, if I can get to Milan, I've made it as a top model. Yeah. You know, even if I don't make it on the show, I was in Milan. I walked in a show, you know, so it was a big deal. And being in Verona was beautiful in this old Coliseum. Ooh, what you yeah. I mean, that's where Romeo and Juliet. That's the story mm-hmm. where everything happened in Verona. So it's just it was so cool to play out in real time and have your dream like in front of you. Yeah, exactly. Because you were what? You were 21 at One, this time? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I was can't. A baby. Yeah, yeah. Like, honestly, okay. Because, like, me, I was uh, 15. And I'm thinking, like, because, like, when you're 15, you think, like, 21 is an adult. You think you're, yeah. like, that is, like, fully grown. But, like, once you get past that, you're like, oh my God, 21 is still just, like, a baby. And I'm just thinking about, like, wow, how surreal and awesome that had to be as this, like, young 21-year-old woman, fresh model out in Milan, like, in Verona, shooting in, like, amazing fashion, like, uh, like, dream come true. And, One and, word, surreal. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, and, uh, we just have to say, too, that, like, getting into, like, the beauty shots, okay, that we, that we see, uh, in the finale, I just want to set the scene for that. When you guys first walked into the, uh, set, you guys were, uh, welcomed by Mr. J and Nole Marin, and you guys were told that you were, uh, going to be doing individually styled beauty shots, and that Jay adds that it's really important for you girls to be doing beauty campaigns because that's what makes you a household name and that you're going to be styled by Nole Marin, hair by Julia, Ju, 
hair by Gianluca Giatoli. Wow, mouthful. <laughs> and photographed by Massimo Costali, who photographed you all um, for your Verona shoot. So um, going into this shoot, because I feel like the critiques that you had been receiving from the judges is that, you know, uh, they could still just feel the hint of the smile, you know, always in Mercedes' face. Like, when you went into doing this beauty shot, like, how were you feeling at this point in the competition? Were you really, like, in this moment where you're like, okay, I'm one of the top three girls and I just have to serve it and come out stronger than Joanna and Shandy? Yeah, I mean, they kept telling me I was too commercial and I was like, well, I can't do much with my face. I have a round yeah. face. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's approachable. What yeah, do you do? I mean, if we're doing makeup and we can do like angles and stuff, that'd be great. But I can't, I can't do much, which is OK, because it's serving me now in in my later years. But mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I was to be honest, I was really sick at that time um, with lupus and I was just exhausted and having an autoimmune disease. It's like, it runs you down on top of like the stress of the competition. Yeah. And, um, I, I really wanted to win this. So I, I told myself like, whatever I do, I just got to do my best. I have to mm -hmm. like try to, you know, appease the critiques that they're telling mm -hmm. me to do. So it was, it was stressful. And I was just frankly, just so tired at that point. Wow. And you know I how mean, it is being yeah. on like you're like cranking out hits after hits. After uh -huh. hits. And mm -hmm. then you finally get to the end. You're like, okay, I gotta, you know, really yeah. you had to model through it. And you did such a good job. I mean, it, the way that they made it seem is like you were having a really fun time and it was almost like you were like, running to the finish line but like way ahead of everybody your confidence was definitely like i've got this honestly yeah and watching it back and watching it back it's just all like it felt like that shoot on that day was very much so uh mercedes day and and like now that you were like oh i was tired it felt like you just had this like cool calm confidence going on so like way to like have your game face on girl because it looked like you were just like a working model that was just all like uh you know, I just came from like this other gig and I'm just like having my coffee <laughs> while they do my hair and my makeup so I could just like conserve my energy to like slay it. Because that shot, girl, you absolutely slayed well, that. Thank you. And I also have to mention, and I'm so glad you set the scene because it was so long ago that I was like <laughs> trying to recall these memories. I could barely remember what I had for breakfast. But um, <laughs> but uh it was like, it reminded me of Queen Nefertiti. And um, it's this weird thing I have inside me, like whenever I'm super scared or I'm like, I don't know what to do. I call on my queen ancestors and I pretend I was Nefertiti at the time. So then for them to put me in that, it was like quintessential because uh -huh. that was my strength. Like that's, that's the weird thing that I go to. Like I always say, Oh, you know, ancestors bring yeah. me back, give me your power. And to be that form and, uh -huh. and have it uh, relayed uh, physically was uh -huh. huge. That was my strength. So it was kind of, ironic that they put mm -hmm. me in that and I that's something I had never said in my interviews or anything because mm -hmm. it's like kind of my secret, you know like yeah. Queen B has her you know yeah. Sasha Pierce and stuff uh -huh. we all do have that but Nefertiti is my like that's my jam like she is my queen spirit guide top model facts I love that um that's yes. incredible yeah and, and and I feel that I feel that like same way because like 
when you think about like basically like that shape that like Nefertiti yeah. shape like whenever I have anything like that I always feel like Empowered. just so much more yeah like exalted like a goddess like it just you know mm, yeah so I could definitely it's so nice to know the backstory that you naturally just like kind of like call upon like Nefertiti to be your like your goddess of strength I love that your like ancestry I, it's beautiful um Okay, so you obviously slayed um, at this photo shoot. Um, Joanna sh- struggled a little bit, not, and, and I feel like not so much in the the photo aspect of it, but we all know the, that there was that moment where Joanna was getting impatient, and she felt like the helmet was making her hair itch on the back of her neck, and, you know, she cut her own hair to make it fit under the helmet, and, you know, Jay Manuel was like, girl, what are you doing? Why'd you do that, Tyra? Like, I still think about um, that beautiful soundbite that they got off of her mic. Because, like, they the cameraman clearly didn't catch her cut it. But all you hear is you want to go, oh, no. And, <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's just, that's all you hear. It's that, oh, no. And, so, you know, they were left with, like, poor Yoana having to deal with getting that makeshift haircut with the the, the clippers from um, yeah. um, Jay. And, you know, everyone's trying to say, like, the competition was getting to her at this point. Do you feel like that was what it was? Or do you feel like Joanna just thought that she was going to give herself like a little cut and then it just like went a little bit wrong? Yeah, I think it just went awry because obviously you saw she served Fatia and it was a great, yeah. you know, <laughs> yes. photo. It's it's all in the producing. Um, but yeah. I, I'm course. sorry. One more time. Can you say she was serving what? She was serving Fatia. Face. Baby girl, we like yes. I I love that. Fatia. All three of you were serving yeah. that. <laughs> well, it's hard to connect with viewers when you're giving a side profile, right? Like mm-hmm. when you're when you have a full face, like on Instagram or whatever, people are connecting uh-huh. with your eyes and full on. When it's a side profile, it's pretty, right? But yeah. you're not connecting on that human level where you're looking into someone's eyes. So of mm-hmm. course it's gonna be a winning photo. It was a gorgeous photo. You know, they mm-hmm. ended up choosing my profile shot and I loved it and yeah but it's not you can't connect with it yeah top model facts um and Mr. J said that during the shoot that they felt that you were doing so well that it seemed that the other girls were intimidated by you do you feel like that this actually like rang true because like from what I've heard from everybody else you guys were just such like a really uh tight tight close-knit tight close-knit group of competitors um did you feel like that was what it was or that you guys were kind of almost like in your own competition individually just like trying to do your best at this point yeah I mean the way I've always looked at my life is that there's enough room and space for everyone um maybe because I didn't grow up with siblings, (laughs) you know, like I had a sibling later in life, um, like around 12 years old. So there was never a competition. And, Mm -hmm. um, and there was like moments in the house where it got heated between like Camille and Joanna, but I think that was Mm -hmm. more a personality clash, Mm -hmm. but, uh, overall no like we were all friends we were all in it together you know we mm-hmm. were all so different it's not like they had another girl that looked just like me on the mm-hmm. show you know so i think you know we were like a girl band and you know let the best, <laughs> best one win you know and yeah it was a great experience and i i hate that the media always tries to pin women against each other mm-hmm. um, because 
I think from my experience, most of the women I've worked in in my life are all collaborative. I mean, I've like, I am where I am because of the women in my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love, I love that. I love that you said that the you guys were all diverse, which didn't make it so competitive either. Because I think your cast really was probably one of the most, like, every girl had their own lane in this cycle. Whereas other cycles, I definitely feel like they purposely cast similar girls to cause that dynamic. I feel like yeah. anytime there's a plus size model put in, they're always like... They're always naked, like fighting. So. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were really diverse, which made it cool because everyone could see someone um, themselves in someone, you know, like, and I think that they were just like, by the time they started doing the other seasons, they're just like looking for drama and all that stuff. But like, I think our season was really about like the fashion and the industry. And that's what, that's what I signed up for. I didn't sign mm-hmm. up for like all the drama and like getting in fights with that's just not who I am as a person. Yeah, absolutely. And and I, and you could really tell too and I think that that's why um season 2 holds such a, a very special place in my heart because I feel like um what you are watching truly is like a modeling competition. There's no trying to psych each other out or get you know to each other. It's like every girl is really there trying to chase her dream and do her very best and I feel like as a viewer and as someone who has like you know their own aspirations, it, it there's something um nice just about being able to watch something that doesn't feel like it's overly produced but you're just watching people really just go out there and you know try and make their dreams come true that's like good enough for sure yes okay so we're gonna take a quick break but when we come back we are going to get into the d squared runway show we will be right back are back and we are chatting with our girl Mercedes Cycle 2 finalist of Top Model and okay we're going to chat about the final runway smackdown between her and Johanna um uh, honestly one of my favorite 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 uh runway finales uh because at th- at that time it's just like d squared was so hot so hot and uh it's just like to see the girls like modeling something that was like so current and so hip and like this italian like sexy fashion it just was like bomb.com and honestly those looks i would wear those today right i was just thinking that <laughs> i would wear those looks to Day. Okay, so I'm thinking about the <clears throat> black leather vest with the zip up the front with like the little silver stripes on the side with the low rise jeans and the and the flannel shirt tied around the waist with like the very trucker hat moment. That outfit was so hot, Mercedes. Like, oh my god, like I'm literally now just all like, wow, do I have someone try and remake that? Do I go and do my little Mercedes moment? I do. I yes. Absolutely. The answer is yes. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So we're totally doing that. <laughs> well, and what was great about the D-squared thing, and I think you mentioned it in the last segment, 
Mercedes is how much fashion we got because I do think that this cycle was definitely one of the only cycles where they name dropped other designers that weren't like sponsoring the shoot like yeah. I you know started to watch rewatch cycle three and they definitely had a lot of like labels but they didn't talk about it like mm-hmm. so it was cool mm-hmm. that D squared was relevant because even the f- designers we get in the future aren't necessarily the most no. relevant or bombs yeah. like p- household names so to have this especially after baby fat was like this show is doing it and yeah. you, d- the clothes yeah. fit you so well. Shandy said that in her confessional, but you were made for D squared clothes. <laughs> right. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we had like, we had Betsy Johnson on. She she was killing it in that game. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, think uh, she was styling uh, Sex in the City, you know, like yeah. that was mm-hmm. huge. And we had Michael, not Michael Kors, but somebody else like that. Um, La Perla. Like, um, uh-huh. La Perla. Uh, who was the guy in Milan? Something Seafield? Oh, oh, um, Math- Michael Maxwell? Uh, Stephen Fairchild. Stephen Fairchild, yes, thank that's you. that's it. Sorry, me, me just naming myself. Sorry, <laughs> but that's what I thought. Yes, he was like Maxwell iconic. Maxwell <laughs> yeah. I love his line. Yes. It's a, a it bunch is. of pink wigs and acid wash t-shirts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very she-she. Of Calabasas. Um, Yes. So, okay. When you were um, getting prepared, now, obviously, I know, like, at the fitting, it was like basically um, everything seemed like it was made for Mercedes. Like, you had literally just, like, gone in your closet and grabbed it. It was like, oh, this old thing. Um, (laughs) uh, When you guys were getting prepared to go and walk this, like, finale runway show, it's like you're there. It's like the day of the show. You're getting prepped. Like, what's going through your mind at this point? That was such a fun moment because we were also working with actual working models that are we're doing like fashion week so it was cool to like be fitted in that moment it was also nerve-wracking because it's like hey you've never done this before but we're gonna like have a camera on you and all these people around you while these models in the back have been doing this forever um and you know d square the dean and dan came up and we practiced our walk and they're like, no, mm-hmm. do it like this, honey. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was like, you know, it's so funny. Cause um, I don't remember Jay Alexander was there to like, look at us, but not give us, you know, any tips, which was funny. Cause he was our like um, coach you know, runway mm-hmm. coach throughout the whole thing. But Dean and Dan had a very specific way that they wanted us to walk. And my uh, go-to for that was Giselle. Cause at the time I remember Giselle, like the long legs on the runway and the mm-hmm. way that she like worked her hips, her Brazilian hips. And I was mm-hmm. like, I got to channel whatever she got on that runway. <laughs> yeah, no, you definitely did. You definitely did. I still just like, uh, it was so spectacular. The like wind that was created in your hair. You had that amazing like blowout. Your hair was just like so just like bountiful. It was giving Giselle Bunchen. It was giving like 90s Cindy Crawford. Just like all that volume. Just like so glam. And like your walk was like so on. And I still remember at that point where you're all like, oh, <laughs> you're like, yeah, I pass you on. And I get to the end of that runway and I give her a little, mm, mm, here's some of that bitch. Mm. And I just like, I remember being a fan and being like, you better work, Mercedes. <laughs> and I actually think that 
that was what Tyra was screaming from the side of the runway too. I think she was also screaming, you better work Mercedes. And I was just like, yes, I can only imagine too, like for Tyra, like what, like a proud mama, like feeling she must have had, like seeing, you know, her, her contestants up there with these working models, like slaying it because it wasn't like when you watch the show back, there is, there is nothing indicating that you and Joanna hadn't been working as long as these other girls, especially you. We love Joanna. The walk still wasn't quite where it needed to be. And that's okay because we're always a work in progress. Um, oh, but you, Mercedes. Oh, my Mercedes. Just well, like, thank what you. A- I, I, I definitely, that was my moment. You know, like yeah. that was my time to shine. And I wasn't going to let anyone take it away from me. No, no, girl. And like, shine, you did. Like, also I've never too. wanted to wear a puffer coat and uh, panties in my life until I saw you wear that. And I was like, this is my winter look. I'm going to walk yes. around the Chicago streets <laughs> in the winter with a puffer coat and black boy shorts and no one's stopping me. Right? Oh, my God. Yes. Janice so obsessed with your your booty. She's just like, oh, yeah, I'm such a cute booty. Oh, my God. I'm, I love that she said that because I I am. I'm someone that likes to work out and we didn't really get to work out too much on the show. So mm-hmm. I was doing as many squats as possible and <laughs> trying to get that lift. Yes. Yes. Are you, it, are you saying that boxer didn't keep you girls in shape all season long? All cycle long? No. Top model facts. We, that was a uh, five second uh, photo shoot. <laughs> what was that boxer's name? Do we remember? He, you I'm know, he's... sure if we had April on, we can, can we phone a friend? Yes, it's the same boxer that does Leah from Real Housewives of New York's trainer. So if you watch that, it's this current season. It's the same guy. Oh wow! You know, I feel like maybe some people are just trainers for TV. You know, yeah, like like you want doctors just for TV. Exactly, exactly. They're all like, you want to come in and like look like you're, you know doing something on the guy to make you look like you're doing it, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah. well, there's a niche for everyone. Absolutely. So, okay, we wrap the final runway and we get both you and Joanna back in um panel with the judges. And the judges let you know that they're going to be doing a uh, final deliberation and going over... Uh, your photos. And now <clears throat> Maxwell and I have both talked about this. Uh, when I was in my youth, I thought you both were truly excellent and happy with either winner throughout the whole cycle, but you were consistently some of the top called photos throughout the cycle and you deserve your moment. So we're going to talk about all of the photos that the judges talked about during that final panel. Okay. Your and here is your first shot. Up first, we have your iconic Eve's photo shoot from your very first shoot. I want you to know that this image actually served as the inspiration for my season nine promo outfit um, for Drag Race. <gasps> Can you say legendary? So my. My orange big Nefertiti yes. headdress. Yeah, I I made that by hand and oh I modeled God. that after you <gasps> because we were all told that we had to do, you know, like a monochromatic color tone. And I was just kind of like, orange is like my power color. Orange is like what I wear to like feel like, 
you know? Yeah. And I was just like going through like all these images, you know? And then um, I don't know what it was, but then like this image like came up in my mind. I was just like, oh my God. And so like pulled it up and started pulling my little uh, reference from this. I wanted so bad to make it look actually as close to yours as possible, but uh-huh. I didn't know how to get like a nude illusion to make it look like fabric right. was wrapped around my body. So I was like, <laughs> okay, I'll just modify it in the way that I know best. But like, yeah, girl, this was absolutely the the like inspiration for my season nine promo. Oh, that's now. so cool to hear. Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> I was right not now. lying when I said I'm such a fan. Like, yes, it's just like the inspiration is there and 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 there's so many moments from top model that i have like borrowed for like my own um drag so and what an an amazing photo to start the cycle off with and i think you were one of the top photos that week as well if i remember correctly one of the first called if you say so i can't remember (laughs) i i actually honestly want to say that mercedes was the first called for this one I want to go back and rewatch to like make sure I'm correct, but I do want because I I do remember it, and it's funny because like later on they called you commercial, but I if I remember is like there was the zoom in of the close up of your face, and like the judges were all like, oh, like oh. they're like the connection, the eyes, because like when you get in, like your eyes are fully smoldering in this photo, like you just like mm, you ate that the arch in the back, like your toe, like even though like you're standing, your toe is still like pointed, like. Like, I mean, the, the 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 cycle two girls really could pose. Oh, thank you so much. And that was one of my favorites, but my most uncomfortable because we were clearly naked and uh-huh. my vag was completely out while this guy like <laughs> was like looking up at me. And I'm like, we're going to get through this. We are going to get through this. Yeah. And that's like your first day. So your first can... exposure to modeling, period. Yeah. Like, really? And, like, to also add into that, you have to consider the fact that it's, like, there's a whole TV crew as well. So it's just so, like, here you are on set, and it's just, like, a whole bunch of, like, random people around watching you while you're completely naked. And you know you what's know? messed up is, like, this was obviously a new show, but they handed us razors so that we could shave on the spot. So all of us, that was the first time I had ever seen other vaginas in my life. And, uh, <laughs> we're all like their legs, their all of our uh, legs are up on a sink shaving our vaginas because wow. no one had told us, hey, like you would think like, oh, let's get you girls pre-waxed before this shoot. Right? No, here are these big 99 cent shavers <laughs> that no. you're going to like cut yourself with and that was just like it was an experience i was like then i was like okay not all vaginas are created equally that's you know. <laughs> um, uh, that was that was my first moment in into that world and second i like did the hor- like just a horrible job i had like bumps all over i mean that's, that's tmi a- but that's like no what- no because that's literally what i was thinking about too because i was just like hey if you're not like prepared for that and you have to kind of just go in and just shave all willy-nilly i was just like that is not a fun area to go and you know shave and then like soon after shaving have body paint applied to you know Um, what i'm saying like that's not fun for anybody that's wild yeah wild i'm like thinking about 20 year old maxwell the first time i ever shaved anything and it was yeah no i would not want people to 
airbrush it or photograph it afterwards. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or you have know, to like, do it in front of like a whole bunch of strangers who right? like, hey girl, nice to meet you. You want to, um, can you um, pass me some more yeah. shaving cream? Yeah. Do you, do, did I miss a spot? Can you check for me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness. Okay. So moving on to your next photo that was talked about at panel, which was your black and white beauty shot. You're like natural shot with your baby hairs that Tyra was talking about. Janice being like, what are baby hairs? Oh, <laughs> it's introdu- like, introduction to black culture. Yeah, Tyra's like, girl, that's a black thing. You don't understand you the don't baby get hairs. It. Tyra Tidbit. But you know what? Like 20, 2021 called and these baby hairs, these baby hairs are screaming what all the Instagram influencers are rocking now. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Made in the wigs. I actually saw um, an advertisement for um, like, um, like baby hair, like tattoos on Amazon. Like you can wet oh it, you God. can wet it and put little baby hair. I don't think that's culturally appropriate. <laughs> I was like, bitch, not these baby hair. Ta- I want to try it though. I think I, I think see I, what it looks like. Yeah, they're like they're for a package of like twelve baby hairs. It's like ten dollars. So you know, I figure like, why not try it? That's too All much. Right, well, take a picture and send it to me. I, I will. I'll <laughs> let you know. I'll let you know how the baby hair tattoos go. I mean, but they make such good wigs now that you could just do that right right with the little wigs well the homegirl that i saw demo it she just had her natural hair like pulled like back back like she had like a snatch back ponytail that felt like maybe she just like didn't have enough little baby hairs Mm. to go work with so she said i'll just tattoo them on oh okay that's a good amazon haul as long as as long as it's not gorilla glued on i think we're all good right yeah Yeah, baby okay (laughs) Uh, moving on, next we have your celebrity photo shoot where you impersonated Billie Holiday. Uh, I love that. I absolutely loved this shot. And I, I remember too, um, during this, you know, because it was still earlier on in the competition and the photographer um, making note that you were one of his favorites that day because he just loved the way that you were able to model and pose and and um just be intuitive and natural and make just such like nice adjustments and i mean everything about it just like your posture your poise your cheekbones your jaw the flowers in your hair <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> Billie holiday was my grandmother's icon so we listened to a lot like i knew who she was i knew what she embodied i knew that she had a hard life and it was perfect because it was synonymous with me just getting diagnosed with lupus so there's a lot of sim- similarities that i got to you know work with in that photo shoot Mm-hmm. And like, there's just like, you could tell that there's just like such a story that you're telling there behind your eyes. It's just like really impactful. And fun fact, Thandi Newton, do you know who she is? She's yes. in the world. Okay. Uh-huh. I love her. Uh-huh. Um, well, they re- recreated my exact photo shoot for like one of like some magazine she was on. Top model facts. And I was freaking out because I knew it was like from top model. I was like, they literally took the microphone, the the everything. Yeah, uh-huh. And I was like, oh, she's like stunning. But I was kind of like, I did that first. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, and look, it's not just me. It's not just drag queens 
ladies and gentlemen that are out there borrowing from Top Model, okay? Like, a lot of these setups are iconic and they live on forever because people find ways to uh, bring them back and reimagine them and give them new life. Yeah, there's no there's no originals, as they say. Right? <laughs> well, except okay. for Top Model. Top Model yes. is the original, the blueprint. Yes, the blueprint. Original gangsta. Yes, okay. If there is ever a like photo that I would love to like recreate like a head to toe, um, would definitely be this next one. Um, the Milan sunglasses photo shoot in Verona. You in this beautiful blue printed Dior bias cut flounce dress with your beautiful Italian high fashion hunch. Um, gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous gorgeous what was the weather like that day was it oh, as beautiful it out so as it nice. looked oh gosh yeah, it looked it was like just it. nice it was like the blue sky with the blue dress and it's just like oh the hair was like a a, a mane a lion's mane it was like that was a high fashion moment for me you yeah. weren't kidding when you said surreal then mm-hmm. yeah absolutely okay and then next we have our couples photo shoot with april this black and white nude hair moment um uh, tell me how what was that what was that like having to do that um it was uncomfortable <laughs> i see and i imagine because we talked about this before too we're like y'all are like just like naked and here we have like two like young women in their early 20s with photographers and production crew that are um, i'm assuming probably mostly like men middle-aged men if they're anything mm-hmm. like yeah. drag race yeah, like, so I'm just all like, I can imagine what that situation had to be like to do yeah. something that was, like, so intimate. It was very weird, because, like, <laughs> if it was a guy, you know, it'd be it'd be awkward, but a little, little bit more comfortable for me, I think. But, uh-huh. yeah, it was, you know, it was April, and she decided to, you know, help with the photo shoot by, because mm-hmm. I just wanted, I literally just wanted to get it over with. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's two guys barking orders at you. Oh, uh, turn your chin this away and uh-huh. talk that away. And I was like, go fuck it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted it to be done. Like I didn't, I wasn't feeling it. It wasn't my vibe. You know? Yeah. Well, I the shot turned out beautiful at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, now, now looking at it, it's like, Oh, yes. cool. it's, it's like- an awesome shot, but it was, it was very uncomfortable. Uh, um, I could I could definitely imagine where that would was not a fun time. Yeah, but, now uh, nowadays it would be yes. comfortable. But yeah, when you're young and you never had to do that before. Mm-hmm. It Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, um, I take off my top and it's like, oh, you know, it's just, it's <laughs> yeah, we're like, we're just hanging out. Yeah, we're just uh, all hanging out. Because yeah, truly, I think there's something that could be said about like um getting uh older and just like I feel like obviously we start off with like a a bag of fucks that we're able to give, um and then as life goes on, you get older, you know, and you s- start taking those fucks out and giving them away, you just have like less to give, and so yeah. you get to a certain point where you're just like much more comfortable because you're like, well, I only have so many fucks for the rest of my life to That's give out. So I let love me just old like, people. <laughs> yeah, because old people are like they literally tell you like it is, and they just don't give a shit, and it's okay. It's okay yeah. for them not to, and everybody accepts it. <laughs> yes, yes. So, and I'm like, I can't wait to get to that point. Yeah, where I'm just like really doing whatever I want. Um, uh, but that is that that that's the the end of our photo review. 
Um, Mercedes, you truly took some of the most beautiful photos on cycle two of Top Model. And after reflecting over this season, I think you really could have taken that spot and done America's Next Top Model proud. You really opened up all of our eyes to what it means to be kind and strong. And uh, we are just so honored to have had you on the program today. Did you have fun? I had so much fun. Thank you for bringing me back in time and reliving some fun moments. And I am just honored to be on your show because I am truly a fan of yours. And like I said, I really came on just to be in your presence. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. You've really made my dream come true. Like I just like younger me is just like so excited, just like screaming on the inside today. So um, that's actually all the time that we have, but Everyone, do not sweat. Mercedes will be back here on Thursday, and we will continue to kiki about what she's been up to since the finale of Top Model Cycle 2. Mercedes, tell the people where they can find you online. Mm -hmm. You can find me on Instagram at Mercedes.Yvette, Y-V-E-T-T-E, or my website at www.com, Yes. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And um, remember, if you have any top model facts or questions for me um, and Maxwell or our guests, or you just want to say hi, you can send us an email to beontoppod at gmail.com. Now, remember to subscribe to Want to Be On Top wherever you listen and make sure to rate and review the show. It helps us grow. I'm Shea Coulee. And I'm Max Waspazito. And as always, the question remains, Want to be on top? Want to be on top is not endorsed by America's Next Top Model or any other show's creators, producers, or distributors. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. America's Next Top Model and all names, pictures, audio, and video clips are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and or copyright holders. To listen to Wanna Be On Top, ad-free, and Monday early, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Make sure to follow at Forever Dog Team and at Mom Podcasts on social and rate and review Wanna Be On Top five stars on Apple Podcasts. Yes, bitch, I said five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wanna Be On Top is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom, hosted by Shea Coulee, produced by Maxwell Esposito, editing and sound design by Will Pitts, executive produced by Willem Belli, Big Dipper, Alaska Thunderfuck, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. 